There were no gems inside, just his gun. It was a Browning HP, one he'd acquired in French West Africa years before. Not that there was a French Africa anymore. Nowadays, it was marked red, white, and black on the map, a forbidden territory of sand dunes and hearsay. The Browning felt solid in his hand, reassuring. Its grip was made from engraved ivory. Madeline had kept asking him to get rid of the gun before Alice came to visit again. She didn't want a weapon in the house with a child, even if it was hidden. Burton agreed, but never quite got round to doing it. For once he was glad of having too many chores. There was no clip, but he hoped to rely on its effect rather than actually pulling the trigger. The car was close now. Burton tucked the gun into the waistband at the back of his trousers, hiding it beneath his shirt, and hurried downstairs. By the back door he paused to yank on his boots, then slipped out into the morning. The air smelt of dewy grass and cattle. There were no masked men waiting. With only a shirt on, Burton felt his skin prickle and shrink. He ignored the sensation. He half crouched, and using a low wall for cover, darted to the front of the house, thinking how ridiculous he'd look if his visitors were making a social call. The Daimler had come to a halt outside the farmhouse, the chauffeur already opening the door for his passenger. The man in the back got out. He was dressed as sombre as a banker, had silver, brilliantined hair with a razor parting. Only his skin suggested a life beyond a desk. The man strode to the house and rapped on the door. Major Cole! Burton recognised the accent at once. Rhodesian? Possibly South African, somewhere from the Transvaal? As far as he knew, Madeline had no connection with the colonies. Perhaps it wasn't anything to do with her. He adjusted the browning in his waistband. Maybe he's not up yet, sir, suggested the driver. It's still early. These type of people never sleep. Too much on their conscience, and never enough under the mattress, the Rhodesian chuckled at his own wit. He knocked again harder this time. Major Cole! Actually, I sleep very well, said Burton, appearing from behind the wall. If the Rhodesian was startled, he made no show of it. Instead, he turned deliberately from the door and appraised the man opposite. Burton imagined what he saw. Old army-issue shirt... Trousers spattered with mud and creosote, wheat-blonde hair far too long to be respectable, five days of beard, Burton loathed shaving. Only his eyes might suggest something of his background. They were blue-grey, the colour of an autumn afternoon, calm but alert, hard as a rifle butt. Burton Cole? Yes. Burton's own voice was soft, but growly, with the nowhere accent of his upbringing. 
English, German, African. The Rhodesian moved to greet him, sending out a waft of citrus cologne. My name is Donald Eckerman. I wish I didn't have to call so early, but I've important business. Burton felt a sudden tightness in his chest. There was something about the way he'd said important business. Burton had a flash of Madeline lying cold and colourless, Alice tugging at her hair, not understanding why Mummy was so still. Hube's Botschaft, after all. He took Ackerman's hand and shook it. It was warm and chalky. Is there somewhere we can talk? Ackerman motioned towards the house. Somewhere private. Burton didn't move. He'd bought the farm whole.